This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Hello to our subscribers on patreon.com for watching at home or at work or wherever, maybe while they're driving. Good to have you tuning in. Pay attention to the road. I feel like this is a good time to say it because we haven't said it in a while, but just a subtle reminder to our uh, fans out there. When the Patreon hits $5,000, we are releasing the Sam Sachs New Orleans fight video. That's right. That's right. You're going to see what this right fist is made out of. It's brutal, folks. We don't want to release it. We almost don't want to release it because we're afraid it might be the end of the show. They might come and pick me up, lock me away. Having seen it, I can confirm there is a very satisfying <sighs> pop. I uh, Them hands. We've got the zine out. The zine was released on Friday, just hours before Sentinel Cast number 69 was released on June 9th, 69 on 69. Y'all can go out and listen to that right now if you're a subscriber on Patreon. Five bucks a month. We had Sam Menefee Libby on with the D.C. legal posse talking about the latest in the J-20 trials. But I really want to talk about the zine. The zine is the hot new product we've got out. Edition one, we're pretty happy with how it came out. Uh, We had some issues for mobile readers over the weekend, but it should be solved. If you go to the post, there should be attachments there that you can just click on. Uh, You can get a standard PDF just to read on your uh, phone or on your computer, or you can download the two-sided Make it yourself. Printed at work zine. Printed at work. Which, uh, yeah, we suggest you do. Printed at work. Use uh, the company's resources. Not only should you print it at work, you should read it there too. Might I suggest the bathroom? No one can. That's a, that's a great place to read it. A great place to read it. Uh, well, I've I know I've done that <laughs> in office jobs. Uh, printed out some sort of article and just took it to the can. Yeah, I got a text from my mom this morning, Sam Knight, that read, Tell Sam congrats on the caps. Ask, does it ruin it any that Ivanka touched the cup? So I was uh, about to talk about this uh, because there is actually a news angle uh, in the mix. But yeah, the caps were uh, delighting everyone on Saturday, not just Washington fans, but people all over uh, the Internet, the world. Uh, because they were going on a bender, a very public bender. They were chugging Bud Light at the uh, Nationals game, uh, singing We Are the Champions over and over again. Seems to be the uh, only celebratory song that a Vetchkin knows. But uh, all, all, the, all the power to him. Anyway, later at night, they uh, lo and behold, they go into uh, Cafe Milano, where Jared and Ivanka and the ambassador uh, from the United Arab Emirates were. And... They milkshake ducked. Mm. They milkshake ducked, folks. The caps. They just fucking milkshake ducked, and uh, it, 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 it's 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 a footnote on an otherwise uh, great week uh, for me personally as a caps fan. But uh, what can I say? But there is. You an still I- have Mr. Pelly, right? Who uh, owned owned the president, went out, had, had, right. a, had a hell hell of a goal, everything. Yeah. 
He hasn't milkshake ducked yet. No, he ha- no, of course not. And not all the uh, the the players went to uh, Cafe Milano to uh, <laughs> pose with uh, with Javanka or whatever. But I, I recommend our, our readers check out DCist friend of the show Rachel Curzius has a good article up about uh, what happens to the Stanley Cup yeah. and uh, how each one of the players get a day with it. So, but but there was an interesting possible news angle here because again. Ivanka and Jared dining with the ambassador from the UAE. Uh, here's what they were probably talking about. According to Market Watch, UN envoys are currently working to stop, quote, an expected UAE assault on Yemen's most important port in the coming days. Uh, they fear the worsening of an already dire humanitarian crisis in Yemen. So I guess the silver lining here is maybe Ovi interrupted this shit with uh, like five rounds of We Are the Champions. We can only hope. I I, ha- I also have to say I am disappointed but not surprised that Tom Wilson did not deck Jared Kushner. Mm. All right, we're going to get to the newscast here in just a second. First, we've got some haikus to read because all new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel get their own poem written by one of the two Sams. So here we go. This one is for Dave. Rugs are good and fun, but what really makes a room? A ping pong table. Thank you, Dave. This is for Dustin. How many times, friend? How many times have you said, not Justin, Dustin? Thank you, Justin. Sorry, Dustin. This is for Walker. Walker, hardly no. Sorry. Lame. I meant Walker, the Texas Ranger. Thank you, Walker. Yes, thank you, Walker. And thank you to all our new subscribers on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash district. Sentinel. Sorry, just because you mentioned the uh, Texas Ranger, I feel like I have to say, in the age of Trump, could totally see Chuck Norris getting elected president at some point. I, I hate to say it because I feel like now that it's out there, yeah, and in the he, ether, it, it, he would his campaign would have been buoyed by all the Chuck Norris jokes, probably from decades ago that just ingrained in people's heads. It's June eleventh, twenty eighteen. Here's the news. <laughs> In a few hours, President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will meet face-to-face in Singapore. The night before the meeting, Un was spotted walking around a fancy resort and pier in the city, even posed for a selfie at one point. The White House announced the summit will last only one day and that the president plans to depart back to Washington right after. Good news, Dennis Rodman is in Singapore. Sam and I saw live coverage of him at the airport, rolling around with his bags and his uh, Potcoin shirt. He is sponsored by Potcoin. Yes. Bad news, John Bolton is also in Singapore. He will be uh, taking part in the summit. Interestingly here, John Bolton, who is skeptical of these negotiations, at, at one point was going on TV using harsh rhetoric in an effort to derail these negotiations. 
He's actually more in line with Senate Democrats here. Senate Democrats who've been trying to restrict North Korean talks immediately. Chuck Schumer, Bob Menendez, Dick Durbin, Sherrod Brown, others, as we've noted on the show, they uh, wrote a letter to Trump demanding that any form of sanctions relief is taken off the table. It's not taken. You can't take any sanctions off the table, they told Trump, unless Pyongyang agrees to total denuclearization. That hawkish stance drew a rebuke from within Democratic ranks. Here's Congressman Ro Khanna from California. And every American should be rooting for the president of the United States to succeed uh, with North Korea in bringing peace. Uh, I believe the letter is unfairly restrictive. Uh, why would you tell the president that uh, you can limit his negotiation ability with the North Koreans unless there's complete denuclearization? That's a more hawkish position uh, than John Bolton. I mean, we need to give the president some latitude and understand this may be a step-by-step process. More hawkish than John Bolton. Well, Not to uh, plug the zine too much, but uh, last week when this letter first came out, it was spearheaded by Bob Menendez uh, and Chuck Schumer. And as we noted in the zine, Menendez and Schumer were two of four Democrats uh, to have tried to filibuster the uh, Iran deal under President Obama. So, la plus a change, eh? Yeah, I... All the cable news networks have the countdown on for the meeting tonight. Uh, I'll be watching, I know, and uh, I'll be hoping that uh, Mr. Khanna uh, gets his way here rather than Senate Democrats and John fucking Bolton. The Supreme Court today upheld an Ohio law allowing voters to be purged from the rolls after not voting for six years. Conservative majority ruled along strict ideological lines, splitting 5-4 in favor of the state. Liberal justices argued Ohio violated federal law by targeting voters who don't vote and sending them a notice asking them if they have moved. Writing for the majority, Justice Samuel Alito disagreed. He said that under the Ohio system, it's not just non-voting that gets you purged, it's non-voting but also failing to respond to the notice. Now, if that doesn't sound very convincing, it isn't. In 2012, Ohio sent these notices to 1.5 million registered voters, people who had likely moved according to the state. Only 60,000 people responded, confirming they were no longer Ohio voters. Meanwhile, a full two-thirds of people failed to respond at all. So yes, this 100% keeps marginalized communities from voting. In a dissent signed by all four liberal justices, Stephen Breyer noted that only 4% of Americans move outside their county every year. In a separate dissent, with none of the other liberals signing on, Sonia Sotomayor accused Ohio of enacting laws with discriminatory outcomes. She ended with this, and it's a bit long but worth reading, quote, Communities that are disproportionately affected by unnecessarily harsh registration laws should not tolerate efforts to marginalize their influence in the political process, nor should allies who recognize blatant unfairness stand idly by. Today's decision forces these communities and their allies to be even more proactive and vigilant in holding their states accountable and working to dismantle the obstacles they face in exercising the fundamental right to vote. Why didn't any other liberals sign on to that statement? a good question. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt, who 
not to plug the zine for the second time or third time this episode, uh, he graces the cover of said zine. He's in the headlines again. He's reportedly tweaked Freedom of Information Act policies at EPA to keep records about his tenure there buried. Congressman Elijah Cummings made the charge in a letter to the EPA on Monday. Pruitt reportedly has prioritized FOIA requests about the Obama administration with a new policy of not even considering information requests about the Trump administration until all inquiries about the Obama administration have been fulfilled. While previous policy did prioritize older requests, it didn't ignore requests about the new administration and, in fact, ordered responses to newer requests that were easier to respond to than older requests. Pruitt has also put political appointees like his chief of staff in place to review FOIA materials mentioning Pruitt before they are released to the public. Cummings wrote in the letter, quote, your actions injecting politics in the FOIA process mark a stark departure from previous practice. I wonder what on earth Scott Pruitt would uh, want to keep buried about his tenure at EPA. Might have something. And I'll just say he's not doing a very good job at it so far. <laughs> Might have something to do with what's going inside that, uh, that $43,000 soundproof booth. Whether or not it involves uh, fancy Ritz-Carlton hand lotion, I cannot say, but Pruitt has also asked his staff to get him fancy hand lotion. (laughs) Turning to a more serious note, Attorney General Jeff Sessions today spoke at a conference for immigration judges. No surprise here, the guy pushing the criminalization of refugee families was giving a standing ovation. Mm. Also not a surprise, Sessions said the Trump administration would soon make it harder for people to apply for asylum. According to the attorney general, change is needed because there's been an increase in bogus claims. Take a listen. It's amazing, really. In 2009, DHS conducted more than 5,000 credible fear reviews. By 2016, only seven years later, that number had increased to 94,000. Now, in this time frame, there was almost a doubling in the number of armed conflicts around the world. Violence in Central America also skyrocketed during this time. Sessions, however, seems to think it's part of a liberal conspiracy, sounding like the Reddit white genocide dipshit that he is. Saying a few simple words, claiming a fear of return, is now transforming a straightforward arrest for illegal entry and immediate return into a prolonged legal process where an alien may be released from custody into the United States and possibly never show up for an immigration hearing. This is in large part what has been accurately called catch and release. Catch and release, huh? Anyone still believe Trump? He was uh, referring to MS-13 when he called immigrants animals. Anyone believe that shit? Sessions said that. <laughs> Sessions said this alleged trend is ongoing because, quote, word spread, word spread, as if people in conflict zones heard about an immigration loophole through a whisper network. What a repugnant fuck. One last note on this: the attorney general didn't offer any specifics. But hours later this afternoon, Evan Helper from the L.A. Times tweeted the following, quote, breaking Trump administration will stop granting asylum to victims of domestic abuse and gang violence. Tens of thousands impacted. Today, finally, today officially marks the end of the net neutrality era. 
The FCC's repeal of the 2015 open Internet order went into effect formally. Internet service providers are now more free to experiment with online traffic, like prioritizing and discriminating. And whatever regulatory authorities remaining are shifted back to the Federal Trade Commission. Yet another feat from the Obama administration here just completely fucking wiped clean. Liberal FCC Commissioner Jessica Rosenworcel said that today is, quote, bad news for all of us who rely on an open Internet for so many facets of civic and commercial life. Still, there's some hope. There are lawsuits from several states pending against the FCC's actions on net neutrality. Also, legislation that would undo the FCC's repeal passed the Senate earlier this year with the support of three Republicans. It awaits consideration in the House, of course. Wouldn't bet any money on that unless Democrats can retake the House in November. Shall we get to the uh, listener rant line? Uh, We should get to the listener rant line. Let's uh, see what the people are saying at home. We've got Steven, who's watching on the Roku on on the big screen. Steven is also demanding puppies. We'll get the puppies. I promise. We'll get the puppies. All right. Let's check out the listener rant line. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. I don't know if Nate's involved or not, but uh, this is painful to say as a Pens fan, but congratulations, Capitals. I understand how cool it is to win a Stanley Cup and all, and hope you enjoy it. So... Looking forward to probably seeing you on opening night. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I have been touched by the uh, messages from Penguins fans, and now I can reveal that Sergei Gonchar was once my, was once my uh, favorite Washington Capitals player. He only ever won a cup with the Penguins. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's opening night mean? Does the Are the Penguins... Going to be playing the Caps on opening night? I think that NHL usually tries to have the Caps and Penguins play each other mm-hmm. on opening night to uh, boost ratings. All right, let's see what else we got lined up. Hey, it's Matthew from Detroit again. Uh, I meant to say Tom Wilson innocent. Tom Wilson Stanley Cup fucking champion. Yeah. Congratulations. Hell yes, he motherfucking is. <laughs> Except... As I said at the beginning of the show, shame on you, Tom, for not decking Jared Kushner. Mm. A lot of solidarity from the listeners here uh, on the on the Caps' victory. Hey, Sam, what's up? This is uh, Jan Brooklyn. I'm just calling. I know that Brantline usually gets called for uh, you know ridiculous reasons and not for the news. Uh, I just want to say this Initiative 77 has convinced me that uh, D.C. is a, a, a worker's utopia for, for uh, servers who apparently make six figures a year. And uh, you know what? Uh, Samar's hips, all these people, all these marketers, all these, uh, I don't know, like servers who apparently like are making money hand over fist in District Columbia. Uh, I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I, I think I went in the wrong line of work. I think I should be serving tables down in DC to all the blood sucking, uh, useless, uh, pieces of shit who run our country. And apparently like, uh, tip really well. And, uh, uh, servers don't have to like, you know, make a, a working wage, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck these people are saying no one in initiative, initiative 77. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you want to just see awful, like, grassroots, like, 
a campaign that just is garbage, uh, check out their stuff on Twitter because it'll just make you mad and want to call a ram mine. All right, take care, guys. Thanks, Jay. Fully agree. Uh, but delightfully as well, they are also bankrolled by lobbyists, and there is plenty of uh, uh, paper record to it. So uh, it, it's, yeah, it's more astroturf than any kind of uh, whatever. Yeah, I, and I, and the, I, the Intercept has a report on them uh, out today, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But it, yes, the worst shitheads in the industry are being pushed forward right to the front, like our buddy what, Ryan, Rick at, Ryan Astin, Ryan Astin the, know, the racist fuck. Or, yeah. yeah, anyway. <laughs> Who barred you from all the bars in D.C.? <laughs> Hey, Sentinel boys, Sam, Sam, this is Baynard again. Uh, been a while, but uh, listen to the recent Sentinel cast about the, uh, what was it, Prop 77 or Initiative 77. Uh, yeah, getting rid of the tips and minimum wage. I work as a bartender, and I guess a, I, I make minimum wage on top of uh, the tips that I receive and I can vouch that it is good as hell and I would absolutely advocate for every other uh, worker on the floor, be it server, bartender, busser, whatever. They should all get that and anyone who thinks that it's going to make people tip less, uh, I can tell you it does not. Uh, if anything, you you work better knowing that you have that financial security there. I, I mean, just, you know, go to any country that has healthcare or an actual functioning welfare state. The people there are friendlier, they're more relaxed, they're less stressed because you have that material safety net there. And people who try to explain that away by saying that, you know, they're trying to steal your tips, they're the ones who want to steal your tips. That's all I got. Uh, shouts to Macho Man Rand Paul's neighbor. I did not mean to disparage you in my last call. That was a while ago. Take care. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the intercept story. Uh, the story cites a fact uh, or, or statistics saying that in San Francisco, where the tipped minimum has been abolished, people tip something like 19%, whereas in D.C., under the current system, where there is a tip minimum, it's 148 mm. So sure there may be other factors involved, but... Show well, me, show me the evidence that you're trying to save our tips, people. Good to hear from a bartender who's not a, a, a fucking cop. All right, time for one more caller. Bonjour, um, um hello. Um, this call is for um Sam Knight, uh, District Sentinel. Um, this is um, I'm a famous uh, French. Uh, a restaurateur, a chef, if you will, and um, I wanted to say to you, Femme la bouche, Sam Knight, shut your pig mouth about the restaurant. You don't know anything about what it takes to run my cafe, so you go ahead and you, Femme la bouche, a beach, a beach American, pig American beach. Go back to watching your fucking hockey, you pig American beach, with your hamburger and your football and your hockey. The fuck to you. <laughs> Getting all these uh, angry French chefs calling into the rant line lately, Sam Knight. It's weird because uh, they don't do the tipped wage system in France either. <laughs> uh, call the rant line 202 684 610 
Eight sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Thank you for watching on Patreon. You too can watch us record this show by going to patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Pledge five bucks a month. The newscast returns tomorrow. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. 